Oh, hello, everyone. Whole team is here today. Wonderful to see you. That's all fresh. <laughs> Look at that shirt. He's <laughs> looking crispy here today. Uh, great to see it. Uh, and, uh, you know, lots of topics. Oh, oh, and Nihal even added one. Wonderful, wonderful. Um, so uh, at least from my side, but we'll try to drill in and make this, uh, you know, all, all hands on deck, uh, you know, discussion about some pretty interesting things that have been happening over the last few weeks and, and even recently yesterday. So uh, I'm Tyler Bright. Uh, I, 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 I'm CEO of SpeakAI. I work for SpeakAI. I uh, love it very much. And, you know, really, you know, had this sort of moment this week of what's like, man, all this wonderful data is here. And now it's just about displaying it in the right way, giving it to people in the most meaningful way possible. And, um, you know, that's a really exciting part of this journey now. Um, so continuing on that and look forward to sharing some insights along the way. I'm Lauren Collier. I'm Dan Cadence here. I've been getting to quite the uh, spooky holiday Halloween season. So Looking forward to a, a good discussion here and um, happy Halloween to everybody that's having plans this weekend. Hi, Nihal, uh, digital strategist here at Speak. Uh, just writing and strategizing, I suppose. <laughs> that's, that, 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 that's been my life for the past little while. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, this is Vatsal Sa and uh, CTO at SpeakAI. Uh, happy to be back on the pod here. Uh, last week, I was traveling to India. Uh, currently, I'm in India. It's a 9.37 in the uh, almost a night. Uh, so no, but I'm excited uh, to be on the pod and looking forward to talking a couple of topics. You know what, Rapsal? It means a lot. The time in the world you are, where you are, you still show up here. That's uh, appreciate appreciate that very much. Um, I guess well, you know, Lauren brought it up, but uh, yeah, happy Halloween. Anyone have any plans? Any costumes? Uh, do we have emerging here? Lauren, are you you seem excited. Are you a Halloween guy? Let, let us know what's going on. Yeah, just uh, parties with uh, friends and family. Want to be the swamp thing? I don't really have a choice over the matter. It's kind of assigned that, but I'm cool with that. Yeah, I, I, no, I was invited to a Halloween party, but I don't think I've had a or planned for a Halloween costume in like four years, right? So it's like, I'm like, what am I going to go? I'll, I'll go as a sun. I'll just wear the sweater and like be like, I'm the sun. <laughs> Is he getting his Halloween costume? I bet he definitely got costume. something. <laughs> yeah. Sunglasses. He's sunglasses. going as he Guy Fieri. Guy Fury? There you go. Oh, Daredevil? <laughs> nice. Like no, that. no, it's gonna be it's gonna be obvious tomorrow. Not quite there, but it's uh, Neo Matrix. Uh, wow. Monica goes Monica's going Trinity. Uh, and we are going all black. Everything we got. <laughs> you, you, you look like, like you, you could pull Charlie Cox well, bro. Like, I appreciate just, all like, that. Yeah, yeah. We yeah, we had some glasses that were pretty nice, but they were like more like men in black glasses, and, and Monica was just not satisfied. So she she ordered these from Amazon and went full out. So we're going up to a nice little some of the people that we've been going to like the drum circles and stuff, and they're having this crazy, crazy event. So uh, let's make some wild costumes there. I'm actually quite excited for that. This looks pretty good. This looks pretty good for sure. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to shave my beard though, which means, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know one wants to see that. Like, yeah, I, but in, uh, in, the, in, the, in the resurrections, no, he, has a, he, has a, he has a beard in the new movie. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I might use that. Yeah. I was thinking about also like wanting to get, uh, you know, my hair like all black, but I feel like I'm going to be sweating and dancing and uh, like, that's just going to, I'm going to look like, uh, what's his name? Rudy Giuliani. Uh, when he had a thing. <laughs> no, I don't need any of that. So um, that's, I missed what you said. Any, anything, uh, anything on your side? What is Oh, Halloween's not really no, here, in India. Yeah. It's not in India, but here we have the Diwali. So mm -hmm. I don't know, you might, you might hear the crackers, uh, it's like the, the kids are playing it down, downstairs. Uh, but it's a big festival, it's starting from next week, uh, it's next Tuesday. So it's going to be Tuesday to Sunday, full holiday, a sort of a small vacation uh, here. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's, been, it's going to be fun. Well, what does that mean for friends. you? Yeah, what does that mean for you? What, do you what, what does this entail? Is that the one that I went to and danced though? That was a... Uh... Uh, that was a Navratri. That Navratri, was the nine yeah. days, uh, yeah, like yeah. A sort of a dance festival. Uh, but this is sort of a cultural, we go to the temple. It's sort of a new year in the Hindu uh, calendar. 
uh, and uh, we go to the temple, get the blessing, blessings from the uh, grandparents, old people, and uh, that sort of a ritual. We go to the French family, and uh, yeah, it's sort of a nice to see everyone because I've been here in India after a very long time. So uh, it's 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 been going to be a very good time. Yeah. Well, and considering it's are all the temples open or do they close down for COVID? No, it's all open now. Okay. Yeah. So that's a good sign. So that's considering you're here, you might pop off uh, early just because it's getting late there. Um, You know, uh, I'll give you the floor of maybe a couple topics or anything that you want to talk talk about before you hop off. Sure. I don't have the good lights or the camera either here. Uh, so my, I don't know, on my, I can see myself getting darker and the light, but anyway, that's all good. Uh, so a couple of topics and updates we do have on the engineering side, uh, uh, like the text input option, uh, which is uh, coming after, a, I would say, a long time. I don't know. Anyway, so that will open up a lot of scope for people to analyze the document, could be the text document and the word document. The beautiful part we got here, and I'm so happy and excited about this. That's why I wanted to jump on this uh, 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 part here, talk about the ability and the scope of this feature. So now think about if you have these different documents in the different formats, you can dump within the same interface and also the multi-upload functionality. So you don't need to wait or upload each document every single time. You can analyze all this document in the different formats within a one click. How beautiful that is. Uh, I don't know, uh, it, it's really exciting. It's really exciting uh, for me personally because that solves a lot of problem in terms of the time, in terms of the documents which are sitting either on the drive, Dropbox, on your local computer, you can dump and find those insights which you have never thought about. Uh, and uh, so many opportunities and options could open up for, for our customer. Uh, so, and uh, it's, 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 it's completely free. We didn't put any pricing yet. Uh, so that I think so if you are listening and if you want to try, you can dump all these documents uh, if you are in the free trial. Uh, so that's, yeah, if you, yeah, I'll stop here. Just maybe two things. Um, the process before was copying and pasting, uh, which was basically what people were doing when they were trying to analyze uh, documents that they had previously done. So oh, that's a that bit, That's true. But yes, you're right. But what we found is a lot of people hooking up Zapier and triggering it with something live that then moving forward, like this idea of like retroactively taking documents that are created is really valuable. And maybe just to make this um, you know, I'm just wondering of what, what you see, what do you expect to see coming in? So one of the ones we know already is there's some newsletters um, coming in to speak for analysis. I think we've seen um, requests for some emails um, that, are, that are coming in. Just, and that's one thing I just, anything else that's that you expect or that you think is going to be, you know, uh, producing value from kind of documents that we'll see. I think so. The reports where people uh, research work, where, where you have where you have work on, if you're even the PhD or even if you're doing some research work, you you write a lot of documents and a lot of things were hidden uh, in that. And before that, the recording the interviews or doing the interviews on the Zoom wasn't that usual, right? What was the usual is like people do write notes either on the notepad or the Word document, and 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 they store all this document. So that is also part of the, the process would open up the opportunity. And another piece which is coming or sort of, I would say connected and which creates the more value is sort of the folder layout, which is coming on the speak where you can, when you dump all this file together in any formats, you can visualize by that folder. So you, you save a folder called, let's say the project one, and you can have the audio, video and text all these three different format in the one uh, sort of uh, hood and, and you can analyze or compare with another folder and do so many things. So I, I, I do connect and see the value with these two connected dots here. And I thought maybe just one other part is, you know, there are people who are using, for example, other transcription systems or even retroact, you know, have used that in the past, but that problem that we've seen emerge is just, I've got all these transcriptions, now what? And so there's very scientific academic people who are 
you know, diving deep into, you know, very sophisticated tools, but then there's this whole layer of people who can't use those tools, don't want to. It's just such a big lift that they're looking for something easier. So say you've used another system to get transcriptions, maybe automated, maybe professional. You've got them in Word doc format, text format, PDF, upload 50 of them at once into speak and all of a sudden get a whole, you know, new, uh, just discovery of insights, which is, is which is pretty cool. So, um, Nihal, Lauren, any thoughts on this before we move on? Oh, that, no. Say no? Okay. No? Okay. Um, so go ahead, Nihal. <laughs> no, I mean, I, mean I, I think it's it's an interesting addition that opens up a couple of potential, uh, you know, mobilization opportunities as well for like our end users where, uh, once again, I, th I think once we actually get people using it extensively, we'll kind of see what exactly people are trying to derive from all this content that they put in. Because I believe we had a quick discussion earlier this week about just how a lot of our functionality um, for text analysis and building out relevant uh, outputs for people um, is there. Like we have a lot of the basics in the system. Uh, it's just a matter of us figuring out how to make that uh, presentation maybe a bit nicer, uh, a bit more valuable to uh, someone that's using the platform. Because uh, we discussed, for example, the fact that Evernote, as an example, is a great, I guess, like cross-platform uh, text gather gathering or note gathering through tool. But you know, it, it lacks a lot of functionality that actually goes beyond just a place to store your notes. But and hopefully the way we're trying to build a system as well actually builds helps us build towards uh, you know more of a analytic tool whether that's on the professional or you know like there's still that I know there's still that personal element that we kind of have in the platform that people can use it for and just iterating on that so yeah I mean pretty cool um, it was also neat to see for example when we uploaded the PDF files. Um, I'm not sure if that's been reinstated back yet, but uh, you know the fact that it actually captured um, some of the formatting, uh, but made that into a text, like a text or Word doc format. That was that I thought was pretty neat. Though I wonder if that it wouldn't work on like a protected PDF, right? No. Okay. PDF. Yeah. Okay. So then, yeah, we, we wouldn't have to worry too much about people <laughs> abusing our system. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was. I thought that a PDF. Uh... Even the PDF is sort of a part of the version of a two for now, uh, because it has its own complexity uh, in terms of exporting those the, the format. So, but yeah, uh, looking forward to seeing the usage of the TXT and the, the doc format. Have you guys seen like a noticeable like increase in the use of uh, the text, uh, the text analysis? Have you like seen anybody like use it for a specific uh, reason? Not as much. I would say most people what we're seeing right now are taking a transcript and converting it to text so that they can work with the transcript. Um, but I think that's part of the the push here now is for us to educate people on the on the value of this, or you know, just just sort of yeah, just education on um, you know the kinds of documents that are available that are information rich and valuable, and how our system can help augment that. And obviously, we've got the named entity recognition part and sentiment. Um, but there's a lot more work to automatically sort of summarizing that information or, um, you know, showing more contextual insights that are, are really valuable there. A couple quick things too is one that like, um, we have like this, uh, I don't know if this makes sense, but because like the, this, like, we have this embeddable recorder um, and the, the, the little term is recorder. So, that, you know, but like, what if someone is wanting to, collect text data from somewhere, you know, um, and structure that better and then use the insights of speak. Like um, we have audio recording, video recording, and then file upload. And all, all of a sudden we have this text analysis of sort of documents. So if someone uploaded something, or even if they, you know, typed in something, um, there's a way for us to add value there. So uh, that's a preemptive thought. I don't know. Uh, that's why we have the Chrome extension here. So. That's true. That's true. <laughs> so that's true. So we didn't see the analytics on that, but that that does uh, fulfill the the purpose, less objective of it. 
that's if you're trying to analyze something, but if you're trying to capture feedback from other people, anyways, don't, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to go too deep on that. I like that I can close my eyes here, but uh, you guys can't tell because uh, <laughs> uh, of the, the glasses on. Um, one other thing, you know, Nihal, I, I think I, the first time I heard you, someone brought up the word mobilize and I think you uh, sort of revolted and uh, now I hear it in your, in your vocabulary. So I like it. Uh, I, 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 <laughs> I mean, when, when you can't change the vocab, you just start using it, right? <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. Um, okay. Uh, where, where do we take this conversation? There's a lot of topics here, probably too many. What do you guys want to flow into next? That's all. I guess anything else you want to chat about before you you hop off? Uh, no, we can connect the point with the, uh, I'm not sure if this sounds interesting, which is human first sentiment or, uh, or web. Uh, we just did the web app audit and uh, what does that mean to us? And uh, why is it important or any other thoughts around that? Just the one that I'll, I'll, I'll bring you back to something that connects a couple of these things sure. and that I know you wanted to talk about, which is, I guess a really good discussion you, Nihal, and I had this week about this um, sort of how you can best use this explore um, page and then filter the information properly. And so, yep. um, you know, we have our, you know, always nervous when you share a live, but we've got this explore dashboard and it's just sifting through all the information and, um, and then you're able to click on something. So I think uh, hopefully pick one that has enough information. Great, we've got team. Um, and this is one thing that you just talked about already, Vatil, which is like, yeah. this, so one of them is this sentiment. And so uh, as a myself part machine, Neo from the matrix, um, I understand the, you know, the, what this means, but you know, Michal, we shared, this visualization through our, this email visualization that we're doing this week. And it's like, you know, that this scale or the way that we present this information is not very sort of human centered. Um, it's very machine centered. Uh, and so what, what does this actually represent? This represents slightly positive, basically. So do we actually say that instead of printing out the number, we say slightly positive, or do we again show the emoji? Do we show some sort of color feedback and how can we just make this a little bit more impactful from that perspective. So that was something that meaningful, impactful, and meaningful. Go ahead, go ahead, Neil. Oh no, I was just saying that to make it more impactful and meaningful, the analysis. Uh, go ahead, Neil. I'll come back. It, yeah, it's it's just I feel like you know um, one thing is obviously being able to gauge the overall sentiment of a file at a glance right it's like okay if, if we're doing it from like a zero to hundred scale where you know the higher you go on the scale the more positive it is if it's 50 percent, it's neutral if it's below that it's you know leaning towards the negative side um and i think that's useful but i think where i for example found it easier to kind of visualize some sort of uh, significance to the sentiment analysis for example is when there was an aggregate and we did the ring chart for example, where we actually showed the breakdown of, okay, you know, this is, um, you know, 60% positive. There were 20%, it was 20% was neutral. 20% um, was leaning negative, right? And then you could obviously dive deeper into that because I, I believe that's kind of what we had before when we had the emojis, right? Like it was a bit like we had a percentage for the like, happy emoji, neutral emoji, and then the sad emoji. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I, like, I, I think that maybe wasn't the best representation, but I, I do still think it was closer to kind of like an understandable breakdown than, you know, like just overall sentiment, right? Like I, I do think overall sentiment has a place, but I feel like because sentiment's like variable, right? There's like, let's say yeah. five different metrics we could give to it. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if giving an overall presentation like this really tells me much. The, the, the issue before was to fit the content here, and that's mm -hmm. why we moved to the overall sentiment. I just wanted to uh, also uh, just quickly oh, wanted to yeah. show a couple of things. And yeah, here like yeah. this. Uh, so this emojis is one part mm -hmm. uh, where we can represent with the score and also the overall sentiment in the Explore Insight page. If you go back quickly, Tyler, just for a second uh on the explore insight page so here oh, okay uh 
let's select to one of the words, please. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, all right, team. So here, also, uh, what I just want to tell here is like, we got a couple of uh, points from our customer, which absolutely makes sense. And when you see the last column, which called jump to media, it was it was action. And, and the icon, it was called jump to. And it's like jump to where, where it's gonna jump to, uh, which is but obvious for us, which is like the media, uh, but for the end user, it's like, what, what does that mean? So now if you jump to the media, uh, uh, in that session, we discuss about uh, what about what if we, we, we jump to the transcription, have that search term ready, and you only see the transcript with that search term. And I was like, so the, the whole process makes everything so much easy. So uh, it's so much helpful even for the customers to just look at very specific term. And if you go back to the Explore Insight page and click on one of the transcript pay, uh, sentence, then that will jump to the uh, exit sentence. So yeah, I, I think this is great because yeah. no, I think this is great because it makes it more like a you know like when we say things like searchable database, right? Because when you use any tools like Excel or Airtable, right? Whenever you yeah. add like a, a specific filter, it basically removes all the other irrelevant content and just shows you the pieces that you're looking for, right? Which is kind yeah. of the, this, this change that you did, which I think really adds quite a bit of value to that, uh, I guess, accessibility as well, right? Because now if they are only looking for a team, right? Mm -hmm. Why do we kind of have to make them click to scroll through exactly. the, the thing, right? Because uh, yeah, because to your point, like Word still does it that way or Google Docs still does it that way. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of a pain. Imagine if you have like, you know, a hundred mentions across your entire file and you need to hit down, you know, a hundred times. Every time, next, next, next. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, I think that's pretty neat. It was just a, a great moment where we had, again, we still talked about this morning, but like we had this discussion and then we're like this, wow, this makes so much sense. And then a customer using it was like, can you do this? And then that just triggered like, you know, even the quicker prioritization of this. And now it's in the platform within a week. So it went from, you know, thought on Wednesday, maybe, maybe Tuesday. To now it's, yeah, exactly. And it's, and how about, I know that maybe it seems like a simple example, but if you're getting and say it's a two hour file and all of a sudden we've removed every, all unnecessary information to show you just what you care about. We've done a, a huge, you know, um, just speed and efficiency for people. So I'm, I'm really excited about those things. And like, again, you just don't, you don't realize how deep or that this is even an opportunity unless you build this system or you, and you interact with data like this. Like I love these things where we have these little sort of micro improvements mm -hmm. that have a huge, you know, uh, just consequences across the entire platform. That makes me so excited and it, it makes us you know, feel like we're continuing to differentiate a product through iterative learning and listening to feedback and also continuing to try to innovate on our own perspective to make it easier for, for our customers. And just to add on that, Tyler, like sometimes the small things force a customer to stay on the platform. And also when they compare with another platform, it's like, okay, what's, what do you have, what do you have different? And like the small things, uh, it, it changed the whole game. Uh, so yeah, that's so much, so exciting. Uh, but I need to I need to hop off it uh, in a one minute. Uh, but it was so much fun. Even the uh, whatever the thirty minutes we are thirty minutes now. Yeah. Uh, so, and uh, just quickly, that's all like one thing that you know you you build software, but like there's not that many people. Or you know I've never really had the experience of using a software and saying, hey, can you do this um, in the system? And and all of a sudden you log back in and it's there. Uh, and obviously, you know, we're in a luxury of that of early phase and talking to a smaller group of customers, but I just think that's a beautiful thing. And I've, we've seen the excitement from our customers who are using the system to all of a sudden have this even little dream of a feature or functionality and it's there 48 hours later. So thank you for making that happen and just the whole team for being so responsive to what our, our customers are asking for. Appreciate that. And one thing I mentioned in, in, in one of the email thread to the customer is like, we will we will move fast and execute quickly if if that is uh, you know sort of a pretty calm or what's the word I had used is like you know pretty obvious for us uh, you know I mean there is no time to think about why do we do that because it's obvious for us for our customer and uh, yeah again uh, thank you so much. 
for having me here and we'll, we'll definitely talk to you next Halloween. Thank you. Happy Halloween. Happy to Happy to all. Yeah. All right. See ya. Okay. Um, now, uh, I don't know. Just we'll figure it out. Um, the okay. Uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to this for a moment because Nihal, you were helping me with this. Maybe you guys are sick of this part already, but I am not. I still want to figure this out. Just showing up this quick mock-up of this email that we were working on, and just sort of talking through it a bit. And maybe if anyone watches this, listens to this. You know, give us some feedback on this because the idea here, I think I've uncentered this word cloud a little bit, to be honest. I added a new one today. Um, this was our actual our, uh, from today's conversation, but then, I, anyways. Uh, like, so we have this email that comes out when you upload a file and you sort of get this um, email back that, in some ways, is an attempt to summarize it, but not really. And this is one of the questions that you asked me, Hall, which is how do we get over named entity recognition? Great, like named entity recognition is cool. It finds brands, it finds you know people, whatever. But unless you combine these things together, then uh, then there's no context for the information, and it's not as meaningful or valuable as we hope. And so there are there are companies that are summarizing information by you know uh, you know auto summarizing it or displaying sentences. One of the things we've tried to differentiate with Speak at, uh, a little bit is this visualization component. And you know, tying in visualization to make things actionable, mobilize them. Um, you know, these things are really exciting. And so, what we tried to build was just you know a very standardized uh, email that would come after um, a meeting. And this was our daily stand-up meeting that shows word cloud, which is an overall representation, sort of visually built and cleaving of what's coming out. The talk time by speakers. Some of this is sample data, uh, but I said to Nihal, it seems like, you know, with me talking 44% that it's actually fairly accurate. Uh, and then a couple things that are action items, basically top sentences are action items. We use the filter display to make sure there's enough length for them to be valuable. And then some questions. And then lastly, a little bit of a breakdown by sentiment uh, by speaker. And then the idea here is you would click on this button that would take you to that file. So you can then view the entire, entire file with the insights like we showed in the platform. And um, this is one file, but what I think is really interesting is obviously there's opportunities for us to do this across an entire week or an entire month. And how can we synthesize that information and display it in a way that gives you some pretty high level insights, helps you prioritize and learn about yourself. Just gain this level of intelligence and awareness that's not possible if just humans were to look at this information alone. You be able to bring that back up? I, I, yes, I can. Uh, what do you? So you were part of this conversation, Lauren. Uh, this was yesterday's uh, conversation. So we talked about Upwork. Uh, I think two times, to be honest. Uh, like how exactly was this like uh, created? Was it just like automatically generated, or did you actually have to uh, choose like the action items and the questions? Like, is there able? Are you able to like filter through it all and? This was automatically generated using keyword and so basically it's identifying keyword and phrases um, that are you know part of it. So um, just trying to see if I can find an example. So like want want to um, for example is this idea of like if you want to do something there, then most likely that's indicative of an action item. And then we're applying a filter over all the sentences that come from a transcript and then produce it in this format um, to do it. And then with questions, it's actually quite easy because you are just putting sentences with question mark at the end of it, basically. Is there any way to have this in like a, a Word doc um, instead? Just because I feel like it's kind of difficult to um, like manipulate this after it's done with just a PDF because not everybody's got access to like a PDF editor. Um, and I'm just thinking of like, when you have this, like, what do you do with it afterwards? Like, can you like um, put answers to these questions as well? Like, I'm just trying to think of like how you can like add to it as well. This would actually come, this I've exported this as a PDF through the visualization studio that I built it in, but it would come, you know, when we, you upload a file and you get the email summary right after the file comes, it would be like a preview of the analysis from the file. And then you would click view insights and it would take you into the actual back into the platform. So it's just sort of like a high level summary um, of the file that went in. You would get this through email, it wouldn't actually come as a PDF. 
and then you could jump in. Right now, we're giving export options only as, uh, you know, when you export, you can export with visualizations, but we're not really giving like a summarized or insight overview on an export into a Word doc or a PDF or anything. That's more, we're trying to do that through the software um, itself. But I think, you know, at some point, if we can get this down to a bit more of a science, there could be an opportunity to export a summary of the presentation that then people share with people who were part of the meeting or whatever there. I like edit it too and like clean it up a bit so you can share just cause like noticing there's like mistakes there as far as like my name goes. Um, so maybe that's more so like something you like would edit in the actual platform and then you'd hit the uh, view insights and then it would be fixed at that point. But you know, yeah, like, uh, uh, like yeah, sorry. That's no, all right. Like PDF is just, difficult to work with sometimes I find, but I don't know, to each their own. I, I think the formatting, um, like to your point, uh, a, a lot of the stuff will definitely have to be, there'll still be a certain level of manual, um, I guess, intervention or fixes that'll need to be made before it can be shared. Uh, I guess in the sense of something like this, like the idea behind this would be less, well, I mean, there could be this report or like, you know, working document that gets sent out. But I guess this would be more of like a call summary or like uh, like an email that you get. You know, we were playing around with another platform recently and they actually let you, granted the target, the target is, you know, do you have a meeting? We'll give you like meeting notes and meeting minutes and a summary, right? Uh, follows a similar, similar format. Uh, didn't really have any of the visualizations but they had, for example, you know, a list of action items with timestamps that you could actually click onto and like access um, those specific moments that were discussed. So, I, I think we'll definitely we definitely still have work to do on the, you know, data viz side, uh, making our visualizations actually impactful and useful to the end user. But yeah, like I, I think the the, the having an editable version is useful for other use cases um, versus this would have to fit within like an HTML template and, you know, like yeah. look good as, as an email uh, where it usually is narrow or you know, like 720 pixels or whatever. Yeah. And we're not doing a good enough job yet, which is what Lauren says. Like it sort of sucks when you see your own name spelled yeah. wrong, you know, <laughs> it's like, I am not for Lauren. Sure. I am Lauren. Uh, and it's like, Lauren should only have to edit that once. And he mm -hmm. never sees that, you know, never sees that problem again. And that's something that it's just, I think in the configuration of our system, you know, small team capacity, but it's so obvious of, you know, it's not just obvious that we need to do it. The solution is actually not that difficult. It's more just the time to get there. So it will come. Um, and really it comes down to, we, you know, we talked about it, but there's this idea with, um, you know, sort of training models, which is like, if you, if we overcorrect in our account, it could have consequences in other people's accounts unless we, you know, make sure that any training doesn't feed back into other accounts. So someone out there is named Lauren, and all of a sudden her name starts showing up as Lauren. And now she's sad. Lauren, I would rather see you sad than she's sad, to be honest, at least now. Um, I hope one day that the system will actually make sure that everyone's training, their models are training on an individual account basis. So they will all have sort of their own personalized speech recognition system um, for both the transcription and then obviously the, the insights layer there too. Another thing no, quickly. Expensive. Hey, don't you talk about expensive. We make dreams happen here, Lauren. No, uh, that's not true. Uh, practical dreams. Uh, but, uh, you know, as a high level, because we've seen systems, the biggest systems today that are, I mean, have really leveraged this kind of data really in relatively the same way are, are Gong and Chorus AI. Uh, Zoom Info, I believe, just bought Chorus AI, something billion. The Gong is a $6 billion valuation last year. Not sure what they are now, but... It's the same data. It's just wrapped around, um, you know, uh, CRM systems and sales things. So all of a sudden, the you know the the training of the models and then the insights they surface are very valuable. But at a, a base level, like as a salesperson, and I am terrible at this, is um, you know you're trying to reduce your talk time. You're trying to uh, you know speak. I, I don't know the exact number, but less than forty percent of the conversation. Because if you're speaking more than that. Um, you're not really listening and you're not, you're not 
you know, people think they're selling by talking, but they're not actually selling by talking. You're, you're selling by listening and then only making sure that when you do respond or say something that it's, it's meaningful and you're actually helping people solve the problems that, that, that they have. Okay, we continue on this journey then. Um, if you have a, a list of topics, Nihal, you have one. Do you think we've hit on this or do you want to sort of continue this conversation about um, sort of language beyond entities? No, I, I mean, I think a lot of what we're going to talk about kind of feeds into that as well. So we can we can switch. I'll, um, I'll say, you know, been lucky to have, uh, you know, uh, a new a new friend, I would call him a new friend who's deep into research and, uh, and does a lot of analysis and visualization and reporting on unstructured text surveys. And he walked us through some of their platform the other day and you just can learn so much uh, from even just a share of an experienced person who deals with overwhelming amounts of information and how they parse that out and display it back to end users who are Generally, I would, you know, I don't want to make the generalization of not tech savvy, but also very busy and probably not prioritizing this information that much unless it's showed really impactfully. So I learned a lot from that. And one of the things that, you know, came out of this, and sorry, Michal, I continued this conversation was like, how do you take insight or entity or topic, connect that with sentiment, and then show the entire sentence? and then prioritize those sentences, ideally with some sort of system that helps you weight how important this sentence is. So that's a very tough thing. Like in that email that we showed in the example, it's like, here's 50 action items that came out of one conversation that you had, but we are only allowed to show five. What, how do you determine what five? And are the five for Lauren, if, if your five are probably more diff are different than the five that Nihal has and probably the five that I have. So how do you not only do it, on, if, if it's gonna to go to an entire team and the whole team gets it, how do you prioritize that? And then, you know, in an ideal world, maybe everyone's gets a little report after their call and the insights and the action items are tailored to that based on what they said. Or if, if Nihal said to Lauren, you know, Lauren, I need you to do this, then that's the action item that shows. So there's so many layers to giving this information uh, to people based on who they are, what they care about, and what is more most important to them in that moment. And a challenge that we continue to um, take on, one that I think is, you know, added more complexity with the fact that we have many different kinds of customers using the system uh, and different use cases. So uh, we're doing our best. That's all. I guess that's all I can say. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably just going to require a bit more like interactivity at that point, a bit more uh, uh, ability to choose what you see and who sees it. Um, but I don't really know how to uh, organize that too. That's probably a better question for uh, Vansel. Well, there, there's so many challenges to it, right? Because you are, you know, what's relevant to, how would we know what's relevant to you? Either your name is in a sentence, that name would need to be spelled right, or speakers are identified accurately. Um, so both of those are challenges in automated transcription. So the likelihood for us to give you the most important five action items through AI, I don't know what that percentage is right now, but it's probably quite low, uh, to be honest. So how do we improve that? And again, no one expects it to be perfect, but if you can get, I would say the threshold is 70 or 80%, um, you're creating a lot of value for people that would otherwise take a lot of time manually so uh we'll we'll try we'll, we'll see what we can do um the couple of things that uh we have here i mean we did get this web app this audit i think we've all taken sort of a surface view look at it Lauren, i'm not even sure if you had any because you weren't included in the original email a lot of information i feel like we overwhelm people with information, and I feel like that's now been done to me um, by looking through this web audit. Um, so now I understand the feeling. I empathize with the people who use our system. Um, I just guess maybe any high-level thoughts from you on anything that you saw in that audit, um, anything you learned, or anything that stuck out to you from a, a quick glance at the first one, and maybe we'll debrief on this more and, and chat about it in more in depth as we have a discussion with the team that did it. Yeah, they gave a lot of uh, good advice, just in the sense of just 
uh, cleaning things up. I feel like we're kind of, as you said, overloading people with too much options and they don't really know what to do. Um, so I'm just curious to see uh, what becomes of this, like what of this, what of all the things that they've like recommended, what do you think is like the most uh, important things to focus on in the future? Because uh, they did give us like, you know, different, like almost 50 different things that we could change here, 40 different things that we can change here. And um, a lot of the, uh, there's a lot of spelling mistakes in this though, a lot of like poor English. So hopefully it's not uh, uh, lost in translation for Vassal because he's probably going to do the Yes. Um... Yeah, the, the, I mean, I don't, the spelling stuff and just the format that makes, I mean, that makes sense to me. What I care about is, I guess, are these insights, are they valuable and worthwhile? We're going to have to filter some out and just to get small teams so you can't execute on all these right away. Um, but I think all of us, you know, at least I did when I was reading through this, I just sort of was like, oh, yeah, nodding my head, being like, yeah, this, this makes sense. So uh, I hope you guys had the same experience. And you know, they are looking at it from a very empathetic view of people who are designing interfaces and doing audits and understanding software and how it can best be applied. Okay. Yes, uh, like I think for the, like to Lauren's point uh, as well, their feedback was, uh, was good. Uh, but, you know, for, from our conversation this morning, I, I still would like, maybe a bit more um, action items, right? Like just actual, once again, I don't know if that was the scope of the audit portion of this, uh, but I would imagine so, right? So it, it would be nice to get, you know, maybe actual, um, like even like information structural changes, right? Because for example, they, they discussed how our information hierarchy wasn't great, right? Uh, where we're kind of making primary, secondary, and tertiary information all seem just as important when realistically it's not. But they didn't necessarily specify how we can execute on that to actually improve the experience, right? So there's still a lot of deduction to be done on our side. It's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, our platform. Like we dump all this information on you and then run with it, right? <laughs> make, make what you will of it. So... I feel like I, I would like that um, that next step maybe as well, you know, because considering the, you know, capacity of our team and like uh, the scope, you, you don't want, you know, Vatsal to necessarily be spending his time trying to figure out these final solutions and how to implement them. Um, we kind of want just, here's like, you know, here are the changes, here's the wireframe, um, here's how we can structure it, implement it, right? Like a, a I feel like that would be a good next step for us to to maybe look at. I remember the days of uh, no web development and marketing. You know, it was like a lead generation, basically. You know, like this audit. Basically, you're a developer or marketer, and you're like, hey, can you take a look at my site and give me an audit? It's like, yeah, your site sucks. Uh, here's everything that's wrong with it now. I guess you need to find someone uh, to fix this for you. It's going to be $10,000. You know, like that. It, it's that process that we're in that pipeline of. We choose how you know deep we want to engage, but I agree that you know I mean Vatsal could be um, you know building you know functionality based on you know something that our customers directly asked, or building out a better machine learning pipeline, or doing you know um, aesthetic modifications on the platform. And you know he's been very nice to date to make those changes because he obviously cares, and this is uh, you know something that he he. he Know, speaking really cares about, but at some point, Vatsal needs to be able to uh, emerge, you know, lift himself off from those tasks um, to focus on higher value things. I mean, we all know this is valuable. We know this is important. And if we don't have a good user experience, nothing really matters. But um, there are other people who are extremely talented in just this without maybe the technical abilities of Vatsal and, and the possibilities that he could do to build value into the company. So, um, that's definitely something we're, we're going to have to try to figure out here. And I, I think we're getting closer and closer to that. Just some work to do. Was this agency, like, were we planning on having them 
you know, actually help out with UI UX and like actually put uh, some work into the actual design? Or is this just uh, just an audit kind of similar to what we had done before with the last uh, agency there? I'm still deciding that too. You know, I think we need to review the audit, see, you know, do we all feel satisfied with this audit? Is this the kind of the quality of work that we want to then move forward with from, you know, design and development standpoint? And then the other challenge of is, depending on the close, how close that engagement could be, um, you know, you're opening up possible you just have to be careful with, you know, who you're working with. Not that there's like sensitive data really from a, a code perspective, but if you're opening up production level code, there's risk involved in that. And so you really want to be sure that you're working with the right people, um, you know, that, that uh, so that's just, I think, our thing to consider is there's a difference between bringing someone full, you know, full-time uh, into the company, um, you know, building that, you know, ideally we give them a company computer, they use that, the code is on that. Once they're, once the, uh, you know, they're, you know, if they're not working with us anymore, the computer comes back, the code is on that. Then, you know, letting other people have access to that, um, especially very savvy um, tech pe people. So that's something that every, I think company has to consider if they're building up tech or they're expanding their team and considering whether hiring a contractor, full-time person, or, um, you know, maybe an agency to, to help with that process. So, um, I had the same experience in marketing. It's like, do people want to give you access to Facebook ads manager, Google ads, analytics, but it's like everything, right? So just how, how do you how do you incorporate developers into it without um, putting yourself in a, in a tough position there? Um, I'm watching the billion dollar code on Netflix right now. And uh, I'm actually only on the first episode, but uh, you know, the it seems like this is the path that it's gonna head down uh, where code is shared and things happen because of it. So, so I, I wanna learn from that show and not fall victim um, to that same thing. Not that they, these are good people anyway. So, okay, Whew. seven minutes. Let's, uh, let's talk about this last topic here. Um, we alluded to it a little bit last week, but this deal book um, went live. Um, I don't know how live to be honest, but they said that we could at least share the links out on our own um, you know, our networks. I would like to see you know, our, so okay. Dealbook goes live. I'll share this on the screen for that, and we'll flip, flip through it a little bit. Dealbook goes live. We're marketers here. What do we do? Throw some UTM tags on everything. Basically make everything trackable because sometimes people do things like this and everyone expects great results. And then you're like, I'm not so sure. Um, and so that's one thing that we're doing. But this is really cool. This was the government of Canada saying, you know, we like to highlight some of the best companies uh, growing in Canada. Um, help them connect with investors, help them get more awareness, find new customers, and sort of go down this, uh, you know, we're going to curate this list and share it out with all the people that we know. So first of all, thank you. Um, we really appreciate it. Uh, Government of Canada, Canada, Justin Trudeau, uh, whoever these people are. And they basically, you know, curate this. You've got a list based on sort of the round size that you're raising, and then they'll group you and they'll actually, you know, do some really nice one-pagers um, that we're in it. So I'm selfish. I'm going to go right through to, oh God, yeah. No, I am not good with alphabets apparently. Speak, we have our nice little piece here. This took a long time to put together. Nihal and I um, spent quite a bit of time hacking each other on sentences here, um, but in the end came to a nice one-page summary uh, that will be shared out. And I think also nice for us to just build it down into a one page, what we're doing and try to articulate that as best we can, um, obviously to possible customers, but to investors as well too. So I guess just any thoughts on that? It was exciting to share that out. Hopefully we see some some inbound interest in that and just was a good process to go through. We all appreciate all the, the support and even some late nights trying to finalize the uh, the version of it. Where can people go and uh, find this? Is there a link? Like, is there like a a certain website they can go to or do they have to like actually have access to the link here? And Great question. They're doing a link version and then a PDF version. And I believe that PDF is probably going out to like a yeah, curated email list of people who have been interested in the thing in the past, most likely investors, probably different levels of investor, institutional angel, VC um, kind of thing. So I'll share the link. I'll put it in the YouTube video. And uh, I did share it on LinkedIn today uh, as well too. Any thoughts? No, you're good. 
Okay, all right. I, I have uh, not much else to talk about, and I've done too much talking here today. You guys are making me eat up the talk time today. Yeah. Um, Couple of exciting things, uh, you know. Sh shout out to Microdose team here for putting this conference on in Miami. Really excited to meet friends who I've been talking to virtually for years now and have never got to meet in person. It's very exciting coming up. That's November sixth, November thirteenth. Looking forward to that a lot. Did uh, an event last night, in-person event, pitch event. I didn't pitch. I just watched pitches um, and learned a lot from that. Just to see people go up in person again and pitch. And, you know, they had five minutes and 10 slides. Uh, so right now we have this sort of behemoth of a slide deck that's grown based on what people have asked us. But you're creating different purposes with slide decks based on, you know, what you're trying to accomplish. So if you're trying to get all the information out there, that's one version of a slide deck. But generally what you're trying to get people to do is be interested enough in your company that they want to hop on a call. Um, and again, ideally that call is... Uh, you know, satisfactory and they believe in you and they believe in the team and, and what you're working on. So that's another thing that stuck out to me. I learned some things yesterday about pitching and also watching investors give feedback in real time right after a pitch that I'm gonna include as we try to go through this next iteration of a pitch deck. That's, I think that's it for the, the topics here today. We'll close this out a little bit early. One thing that Niho and I've been talking a little bit about and still formatting this early in my head, but uh, is a big topic in marketing and advertising, which is this, uh, this idea of sort of like first party data. And as cookies ends and, you know, Apple tightens up, you know, what they're doing on iOS devices, and, you know, advertising platforms seem to have less and less performance every year and higher cost. There's a really big need for, for teams, for, for people to get you know, information and, and feedback and, and conversations with their real customers. And that's where you can learn the most anyways. And so what I think we're really set up here at Speak is, you know, even through say you use the embeddable recorder, you capture testimonials, you capture, uh, or you take a Zoom conversation and you pull it into Speak. We're really trying to build a tool, an analytics tool that can help you get the information that you want from some of the most important, you know, moments that you have as a business owner, or even just as a person. And uh, I think, you know, this shift is helping set us up, um, you know, for, for a great few years here. So um, excited to drill down more into that and just the importance of first party data, you know, getting the voice of your customer and learning from the people who you care about most and uh, people who care about you most. So, you know, I guess maybe not anything if you have any early thoughts on that and maybe we'll start to format that out as we move forward. Awesome. Yeah. Sorry, my brain's kind of drawing a blank today. <laughs> That's okay, sir. Yeah. I will I will uh I will end this now. I think we're I think we're good. Lauren, you good? Swamp thing? Uh, you know, uh, Neil, thanks for joining. Lauren, thanks for joining. Vatsal, uh, appreciate you coming in. Um, as always, uh, love love these sessions every Friday. Look forward to them. And this is number forty. And we've done this for quite a while. I like, you know, that's we're almost at fifty-two here. It's in a whole year, every single Friday. I think we've only missed. Don't even like to talk about. It. We missed one. Uh, it's pretty impressive, and you know, there's a, a so much good things that have been talked about here that we've learned about each other about the company and also shared with people and gotten feedback and done relationships with people that we care about so grateful for anyone who watches this listens to it reads it whatever format you're, you're doing and thank you very much and happy halloween happy halloween, happy halloween. Happy halloween.